Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to Convert Central. I'm Kevin Sidik Lim, the host of Convert Central, and I'd like to welcome you to Season 3 of Convert Central. Our podcast focuses on the challenges that Muslim converts face along their conversion journey to help Muslims from all backgrounds to find a strong foothold in Islam. Follow our Instagram and LinkedIn page at Convert Central, and I look forward to sharing with you all the beneficial series we plan for the year. For now, I'd like to welcome you to Season 3 of Convert Central. Welcome back to Convert Central. So alhamdulillah, in the previous episode, we've had Am I Ready joined by Brother Darren Mark where he shared his you know, conversion story, parts of Islam that attracted him to, to the faith and eventually at which point of time in his life did he take his shahada. So today, um, we'll be talking about breaking news and for Brother Darren Mark in the previous podcast, he mentioned that he broke the news to his uh, social circles um, before mm. a, short, a short while before his conversion. So maybe we could just jump over to that moment, you know, to, to get him to talk about, you know, uh, when did he first um, tell his family or was it his friends first about his decision to become a Muslim? Ah, sure. Hello again. So, um, yeah, like, uh, like I mentioned in the previous episode, like for family, it was, it was uh, slightly before the conversion. And it was never explicit. So I never really went home one day and be like, ah, ma'apa, I'm becoming Muslim. It, it wasn't like that. No? Yeah. It was uh, it was very subtle. I started with some changes, adjustments to my lifestyle. Suddenly stopped drinking, suddenly stopped coming drunk every weekend. Uh, suddenly stopped eating pork. Suddenly wasn't yeah. eating or drinking during Ramadan. <laughs> and then, you know, like people put two and two together. Yeah. And then they were kind of like, something's up, right? So yeah. that, was, that was kind of how I did it. It was very subtle. Because... To be frank, also, I didn't really know how to raise the topic la, to my parents. Uh-huh. To my friends, it was it was a lot more clear because like I I was quite into mm. the Malay community already because I spoke yeah. Malay, I, I was part of like Malay culture society. Uh, so I had a lot of friends who were, you know, already very used to the idea of Islam. Yeah. So to them it was a lot more clear cut. Like I could actually share things, you know, I'm kind of converting, uh, learning just easy questions from them. Uh, and then the wider acquaintances, like the wider circle of friends, that came after the shahada. Mm. So the people that, I mean, Facebook friends with Islam, basically, put it on yeah. Facebook and everybody's like, huh? Darren? That Darren from, from <laughs> secondary school? Uh, so, so for these different groups of friends, like the reactions were very uh, different as well. Mm. From my parents, it was, it was, I would say, also mixed between my mom and my dad. Like, for my dad, he was actually coming from a place of concern. And I mean, I don't blame him, per se, uh, because first of all, it's foreign. It's completely foreign concept. None of anybody in my family uh, is Muslim. He has, he has seen himself as Malay slash Muslim friends. But, I mean, I don't think he talks about religion to them. Lah. And then, and don't forget that that point in time was kind of when, you know, like when you open the, the TV, switch on the TV, uh, people are talking about Muslims every, all the time, but not in the best light. Yeah. You know, so so that definitely I think colored his uh, view of what it meant to be converting as well, uh, especially during that point in time. So he was coming from a place of concern. He actually asked my mom, you know, like is is our son like is he okay? Is he mixing with the right people? Is he you know is he getting radicalized or something? Yeah. Uh, and then from my mom's side, it was slightly different. Because from her point of view, it was like, no, but he's becoming a better person. He's happier. Like they could see, you know, I was happier. Yeah. I was I was living a more healthy life. And she was like, then what's the problem? Because eh? my family background wasn't deeply religious to begin with. Um, it's not like I came from a Christian family or a family that was, you know, like 
like every week go temple kind of family. So in that sense, there wasn't that barrier. I know that for some converts, like this is a major problem because you're not just converting into another religion, you're leaving the old religion. Yeah. But for me, I didn't have that first barrier like that sense. So my family was actually quite chill. Um, of course, they took a bit of time to adjust to, you know, like halal, for example, yeah. knowing what is halal because to some people, the, the idea is just no pork candy white. Yeah. You know, and I have a sister, and my and my sister is uh you know when when she found out that I was converting, she first thing she told my mom was you don't stop cooking pork for me ah. I I still want my pork, <laughs> and and of course uh I was fine with that lah because at the end of the day I'm the one converting what not you know not I'm not forcing my kid on my family, and I have a family dog, and yeah. you know what's gonna happen to that dog? My my parents were also concerned about that at first because uh if like. So this is when like the differences in, in uh, Muslims come into play because yeah. uh, if you if you look only at like the majority of Muslims from Malaysia and Indonesia, you think that like Muslims are scared to death of dogs or something. <laughs> but when I went when I was in Turkey, um, I actually spoke with one of the guides because I saw like dogs were everywhere in the park, yeah. and then like people were just petting the dogs and playing with them and stuff. And then I was like, uh, "You guys are Muslim, right?" I, I was genuinely confused. So I, I asked the tour guide and he was like, yeah, I was like, why? He said, there's so many dogs in, in uh, I, I think we were in Tokkapa, but so like in Istanbul. And yeah. I was saying, there's so many dogs here. And he said, yeah, why? And I said, um, isn't it like not okay with Islam or something? And then he gave me a funny look. I think he was trying to figure out what I was talking about also. Yeah. And then he eventually, because he's a guide, right? So he has met many Muslims from different parts of the world. And then he realized, oh, you're from Singapore, right? And he said, yeah, I've noticed this. The Muslims from Singapore, Malaysia, and Indonesia seem to be very scared of dogs. But we're fine here. Uh, and, the, and some parts of the Arab world as well, actually. Uh, and then that was when I realized that there's a difference in opinion uh, in terms of like how, how impure a dog is considered or under what circumstances and stuff. So I also realized that this dog issue wasn't going to be a major issue. And secondly, like first of all, there's that. But secondly, also the fact that we have we've had this dog since before I was converted. Before I converted, I'm yeah. not gonna get rid of dogs just because I converted, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So um, I had to kind of like convince my parents that these weren't gonna be problems. Yeah. And I think over time, like they, they've come to be really accepting. Like they, they will look out for what's halal for me. Uh, mm. If we are going out, they, they will make arrangements lah for me. So I'm I'm very grateful. I know that for some people, like family, at least is an additional burden to clear yeah. because you know, like they make things very difficult for them. I, I do have one uncle or like on the other side of the family. He's quite, he's very traditional, very like a temple going, like very strong, deeply rooted Chinese type. And he was, he was not happy about it. Like, so mm. even till today, I sometimes still get some like under table remarks, like uh, yeah. I'll give him a beer, lah. just give him a beer. You know, it's Chinese New Year, give him a beer. Or, uh, or this thing I cannot eat that. You know, in, in that kind of uh, a tone. And I mean, of course, it's not great. But you just kind of learn to just, okay, lah, whatever. Lah. You know, just let it go. It's once a year, a few times a year. It's not, you know, anything that I have to take to heart. So that was from like the family side. And then like with friends, they were very supportive. In fact, when I took my shada, so many of my friends wanted to be there. So I, yeah. my shada room was literally full. Like there were people, they, they had to stand at the side. This is all yeah. pre-COVID, of course. Now that we're living in COVID times, uh, 
it's impossible to think of such a situation. But you know then, yeah. online conversions, so up to 50 men on the Zoom room. <laughs> really? Yeah, oh, yeah. I, oh, I didn't know that they were doing that on, uh, on yeah, Zoom. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my goodness, COVID. So, yeah, like, but back then, uh, it, it was quite a major thing for my friends because uh, they were very happy for me, of course. And then when I put it on Facebook, that was when you kind of saw the reactions from my wider circle of yeah, because yeah. these are the people who knew me from secondary school, from way yeah. before I was even uh, spiritual or anything, right? Mm. So <laughs> their response was, this is an April Fool joke or something. They, they literally couldn't believe because I was so atheistic, right? Like, in yeah. fact, they were saying like Islam of all religions. Like, they were thinking, okay, maybe Christianity. But Islam, because like to many people, Islam is like, it's, it's a religion, yes, but it's also a particularly strict religion. In many people's eyes, like there's a lot of things they cannot do. As you don't hear about as many restrictions for, let's say, a Christian or for a Buddhist, right? And then people were just confused. And I had, I actually had to convince people, no, I'm not kidding you. I am, I am Muslim. Those were kind of like the three main circles, I guess, that I had to share it with. I think they all had their own strategy that I had to take as well. Um, it comes from like a place of how well these people know you or at least how well they, what they think of you. And I'm just very blessed. Like I'm aware of this. I'm very blessed because I never received a lot of, uh, what's it called, uh, resistance from yeah. people. I know that, that not everybody's this lucky. And I, I mean, I mean, to those who are not as lucky, stay strong. Lah, you know, and, and find a, a good time. Sometimes, like you don't have to be super forceful in terms of like, I feel like of just having to force it in people's faces. Sometimes you need to find the right time like it's sometimes just a matter of closeness as well. Like if you're close to this person, then you're it's easier for you to have like a sit-down conversation with them. But if if these if some people are just too distant, then it's difficult. But you still have to ask yourself, like, is it necessary to like fully explain yourself to these people? So yeah, it was it was thinking back actually quite quite an interesting time when I had to break the news in that sense. Yeah, yeah. What what eventually because you mentioned that your father was the one that was more concerned uh, out, of your, mm. out of your parents. So what was the thing that eventually convinced him? Was it, at, like as you said, your mother was the one that was helping with the convincing or what, there were some other factors? I think uh, I, for, for him, I had to explain because yeah. my dad, I think just personality, like, you know, moms, like, like they're always, no matter what, yeah. you're still their child, you know, like you literally came from them. So I think moms are, tend to be more understanding. And it, there's also this idea of like, no matter what, you're still my child. Yeah. You know? uh, so she was, she was very open. My dad, I think, needed a bit of convincing and reasoning. Yeah. Like I had to actually explain things out black and white to him mm-hmm. to make him understand. So uh, when he was, let's say his, his fear right, was of the whole radicalization thing uh, yeah. because of the terrible things that were happening and I think with ISIS back then. So I had to tell him, uh, like, you have Muslim friends right here in Singapore, right? Like, I mean, your barber, that he's great friends with under the block. I mean, he, he's talking to him all the time and I'm like, he's Muslim, you know, but, but yeah. Muslims have been in Singapore in this part of the world for hundreds of years. And, you know, you don't think of Muslims as being, you know, terrorists or just violent or, you know, hard, like so hard up on their beliefs that they're going to kill you for it. And then, so that was kind of what made him realize that, oh, yes, you know, so I think I like some people nowadays might might see that kind of behavior and then think like, wow, you know, so bigoted, so what uh yeah. you know, 
uh, what's it called, religious Islamophobic or whatever. But like my point of view, I choose to take this point of view. It's that he was just misinformed because the news back then, really, like if you were part of the news cycle, you're just going to be indoctrinated with all of these ideas. And it took like an additional step of explaining for him to make that link like, hey, yeah, but there are so many Muslims around me and no issue. What? So yeah. I think like for my dad, I, I had to do that. But um, funny story, because after a few years, like I started going for some overseas uh, things, like, like I was attending conferences and I was um, attending forums and stuff. And sometimes these are interfaith events. Sometimes yeah. these are Muslim events. And then, uh, so he started getting worried again because he's like, oh no, like you're converting and you're, and you're here in Singapore, okay lah. But if, if you're going for all these foreign Muslim stuff, oh no, what's going on? And yeah. then he was like, uh, you're not learning how to like, Operate rifle or this kind of thing. Like, <laughs> he, I think he was scared I was going for like some kind of overseas camp yeah, or yeah. something. And then I was like, no, 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 don't worry. Like, I'm attending the anti terrorist, anti radicalization <laughs> um, forums. Don't worry. You know? yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was a bit of a funny story. You, you know, I, I really, really, um, this is the first time I'm listening to the kind of like a family self story. And it's so refreshing, um, especially the part when you mentioned that. Um, your mom helped in convincing your father that you know it was mm, mm. and and now that you shared you know you also did your part by by sharing that um you know the logical side of things i i think you had the privilege or rather uh i i didn't have the wiser knowledge of of doing that because i i did it in any way that an 18 year old could i sent a <laughs> message to my family whatsapp group directly telling them that i wanted to be a muslim now and life's gonna change <laughs> and, wow. and that, that 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 fired on me so badly <laughs> oh, really? I think that was the inspiration of why I, I decided to start this series to tell all 18 years ah. to not send a message to your WhatsApp group <laughs> I mean okay just WhatsApp messaging for major major messages like this is a 21st century skill I think we need to put out there like just public service announcement please do not make major major like life uh, yeah, announcements yeah. on WhatsApp yeah. you know you yeah. don't break up over WhatsApp you don't yeah. you don't do these things over WhatsApp <laughs> That's a good point, right? So, and I, I wish I had known, like, then the, the, the best way to do it was, was, was to do it subtly, right? And, and you know, you've, you've, you raised such a good point, right? And, and our family members, they, they can tell, you know, when, when we are changing a lot, where mm-hmm. our lives, a lot of things are changing. For me, I had a Muslim girlfriend. So anyone ah. could see it from a mouth coming, you know, he's going <laughs> to consider it. And I still felt like there was a need to address it on my WhatsApp group, right? So that, that was, mm-hmm. that was that. Um, definitely people around us will see that we are, we are changing. You know, especially our parents. Yes, parents yes, yes. Every day. Like, as you said, you know, you stop drinking, you start, you, you start not eating in Ramadan, and that's the mm. most telling sign, right? And, yes. And the way to do it is always to try to subtly communicate to them that we, we want to become Muslims and, and to help them prepare for it over a period of time, right? Maybe yes, yes, yes. The yes. first month, they'll be adverse to it because it's, not, it's, it's new to them, right? But over time, as you show them that, you know, you're committed in this, in this religion, you mm. not only show them that it's good for you, but also that you are serious in your decision. That's the yes, most important yes, thing. Yes, yes. Something eventually, you know, you might come to a situation where it, you don't even have to directly tell them that you want to be Muslim. You know, you can even mm. extend an invitation. That, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going for a conversion. Do you want to join in? So, something like mm. that. And yeah. and I think something that important that you mentioned was that it's important when we are learning Islam, right? It, part of breaking the news, right? It's not just a verbal communication, but rather through our actions. So you mentioned yes. that your father was thinking, you know, he's becoming a better person, having better habits, you know, becoming a better family member. There's nothing wrong with this religion, right? If it's making him better as a person. Mm. So this is a big 
um, big thing that we, we, we should also focus on because when yeah. we start to win one or two people in our family uh, in, in, in our family that really understands why we want to be Muslim and, and support such it really helps in the process especially yes. with our parents so yeah. my mother as well helped the thought for me because she, she, she's Malaysian right so she's seen some mm. stuff she knows that it's not a you know, radical religion and everything, everything so she really helped me in communicating my decision towards the bigger part of my family members so, yeah. so that was that you know and Lastly, something that I also learned from your, your sharing was that, you know, when, when the push comes to shove and you really have to communicate to, to a person, you know, be it a family member or to a friend that, you know, I, I, I want to become Muslim and these are the reasons why, right? Mm. Most important thing is to, is to make sure that you're coming with the proper reasons and the intentions, right? Yes. Let's yes. say that you, you have to be clear with yourself that you're coming to Islam, you know, mainly because you find a lot of sense in the religion. You know, because religion yep. is better for you and it gives you peace and makes you a better person, right? And yes, yes. That you always want to avoid is to be confrontational, is 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 to be uh, argumentative and, and everything, right? And, oh yes. Yeah. Exactly. Like don't don't be defensive. Yeah. Like realize that you are you are helping this person understand rather than forcing this person to view things the way you were. Exactly. I that's like really, really important. Because if yeah. not, you're gonna come off as like defensive. They're gonna come off as a bit pushy. The other person is gonna end up becoming more defensive also because it's like then why, what was wrong with uh what how we are now? Why why must change? Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. And and of course we understand that these kind of big conversations can't happen in one day or one sitting, right? Yes, so yes, you might yes. have to have multiple conversations to just to get to that one conclusion. But eventually yeah. the conclusion you must we must have in mind is that everyone in your family should feel that it's a normal decision for you to become a Muslim. Yes. And yes, that's how yes. you really gain, like, you know, you, that's how you, you, you gain privilege such as, like, family support in your conversion, which I think yeah. myself and brother Darren, we can see that we are lucky to have, we are blessed to have um, the support of our family members. It really helps, you know, yeah. in, in our conversion journeys. You know, I'm, I'm okay. My, my family is okay for me to have a room like this where I can put out my posters, my Islamic mm. posters and, and my books and everything. And, and that's such a good thing for me to have because I can also yes. have a room that I can praise uh, in peace and they understand. So exactly. it's such a big factor in our lives, you know. That's why it's important for us to know how to break the news for our family members. So you know, give, given the importance of such a topic, and and of course we're coming to the end of the podcast, right? I just like to ask Brother Darren, then you know, what is one advice you can give to fellow Muslims or prospective Muslims in that sense, mm-hmm. trying to communicate the decision to their family members? You know, what is one advice that you can give them? I I would say um I mean kind of like what you were mentioning just now. Realize the end goal. The end goal is. You want your family members to live happily with your decision, right? Like you, you want a situation where you are Muslim, your family, I mean, whatever, uh, they can be converts as well, or maybe they're not. But whatever it is, you want your family to be in peace. You know, you don't want you don't want Islam to be the reason for a lot of unhappiness in your life and in your family's life. I think that's one major thing. Like don't don't let people turn Islam into a bad thing. Right? It should be a beautiful thing in your life. So move with that intention in mind. Realize that, you know, the way that you speak to people about it, the way that you are putting forward this message, all of this is going to end up reflecting on Islam in a sense. So if you want people to realize that, oh, Islam is making you a, a better person, happier person, better family member, better son, better daughter, whatever, then you have to show them that. And you start that by also being understanding. Because when you're introducing something that may be foreign or new to your family, it takes time for them to come to terms with it, to understand it. Don't come in with like a, why didn't you, like, why can't you learn all these things for me? Take the role of an expl- of somebody who's explaining so that 
hopefully this can ease the process for the entire family. And then people can see that, oh, Islam really is, you know, like really it's a positive effect on your life and it can be a positive thing in our family as well. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. All right. Thank you so much, brother Darren, for you know, agreeing to come out to you. Yeah, thank, thank you for having me. Alhamdulillah, it's something that I really wanted to have since actually we started Commerce Central. I, I think you know, scheduling conflicts and everything. But I'm so glad that we got you for this topic because, you know, so many good learning points have came up from the two episodes that we've been recording, right? And of course, you know, uh, it is in my door ask that this is not the last time that you come up on Commerce Central, you know. Mm. I'd love to have a session with you where we can really share your entirety of your commerce journey or even discuss on interfaith topics. This is something that, oh. uh, you know, we, we hope that we can address in the future as well, inshallah. Oh, yes, that'll be great, inshallah, yeah. yeah. So, but at this point of time, I'd just like to, you know, really uh, show you our gratitude, you know, uh, you know, it's so important for the community to have stories like yours and it's so important for us to, uh, you know, distill these learning points so that we can help to shorten the learning curve of some of the other converts mm. who are new to the religion. And, and how do you know, lend them a helping hand in that sense? So, thank you for, for today. And, um, you know, I'd so just much. like to ask our listeners also to extend a dua for, uh, for Brother Darren, you know, for, you know, to ease his affairs and also grant him success in the endeavors that he's going, that, that, he's, that he's currently working on right now, who, who, which is actually a, a website called Plan B. And uh, maybe mm. I could just give you just a, a few uh, seconds here to talk about what that uh, platform is and, and maybe, you know, give them something to hook them onto the website. Wow, thank you so much for that. Um, well, website is one, um, but actually, I'm so I'm on. I'm a host on another podcast as well, which yeah. is called Plan B, which is called Plan B. Um, on Spotify as well, we cover um like current affairs and news in Singapore, uh, and we do it in an entertaining way. So we are not CNA, we are not uh Straits Times. Don't worry about that. Uh, it's 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 really fun. We've had a lot of good feedback from our listeners that they really enjoy the format because it's very casual. Uh, uh, it can be a bit explicit, so if that's not your thing, then uh, be, be mindful. But um, like a clean version of your of your podcast. <laughs> no, we don't have. I mean, some episodes are cleaner than others. That's all I can say. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's it's pretty fun. Um, and if you're interested in news, sometimes even if you're not interested in news, but you know, you can just tune in because it's fun, and at the same time, you'll be aware of what's going on with with Singapore. And I think many people really enjoy that. So thank you so much. So if you guys are interested in listening more of Brother Darren's talks, one way you can uh, capture that is if inshallah we were to invite him back to Commerce Central. But another way you're gonna get that on a more regular basis is to check out their podcast as well as their website. So alhamdulillah, once again, thank you so much, Brother Darren. It's our pleasure. Thank you so much. Today. And inshallah we'll end this podcast by resetting Tasbih Kafara and Surah to Asur. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika. Ashadu Allah ilaha ilaha anta astawfiruka wa tubi like. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Walasr innal insana lafi khus illa alladhina amanu wa amilu salihati wa tawasaw bilhaqi wa tawasaw bisabr. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.